Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. Welcome to a Baltimore Ravens edition of the show today. I hope all of you are continuing to stay safe. I hope all of you, regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not, I hope all of you are continuing to socially distance yourselves. I hope all of you are continuing to wear your mask. Just remember, we are all still in the middle of a pandemic. This pandemic is not over, and it will not be over for for a while. I, me personally, I hope it ends soon. But at the end of the day, it all it is what it is, and all at the end of the day, all of us have to deal with this. But with that being said, happy Baltimore Ravens season to all of my fellow Ravens fans out there. I know all I know all of you, including me, are very very excited about the Baltimore Ravens this season. As we all know, the Baltimore Ravens have their first preseason game coming up this coming Saturday night against the New Orleans Saints at M&T Bank Stadium at 7 o'clock. I cannot wait for this game. I cannot wait for this game. I am so, so, so very excited. But as we all know, as we all know, as all of us Ravens fans want, we want the Ravens come January of no, come February, excuse me, of next year to walk out of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles with our third Lombardi Trophy in franchise history. But with a potential championship or a hopeful championship journey comes a teeny tiny bit of adversity. What do I mean by that? As we all know, some fellow Ravens or some Ravens players got hurt a few days ago. As we all know, Rashad Bateman suffered a big-time groin injury, and Jimmy Smith got hurt a few weeks ago as well. Jimmy Smith is going to come back. I'll talk about him in a little bit, but I'm going to talk about Rashad Bateman for a second. As we all know, Rashad Bateman, like I said before, suffered a, suffered a big-time groin injury in practice. I don't want to say it's a devastating groin injury because you know how a lot of people in the media like to use the word devastating, and it's just it's just so overused and just so just it's just an overused word to the point where it's just so loosely it's just so loosely used that you kind of get tired of hearing it after a while so i'm going to simply say that this is a disappointing injury for the baltimore ravens and there are a couple of reasons why reason number 1 with Rashad Bateman being out he is going to lose that ability to continue to gain reps and more reps and more reps and more reps and more reps and trust with Lamar Jackson not just in practice but in live game preseason games and going into the regular season where once the regular season starts Lamar and Rashad's chemistry Rashad's chemistry is going to have to be like that so Rashad is going to lose that for almost a good two-month period. He's going to lose that practice repetition to where guys like Hollywood are going to take those reps. And and, and, and Lamar and Hollywood already have chemistry, but, they're, but Hollywood and Lamar's chemistry are going to continue to get better and better and better. Devin, him, Lamar and Devin DuVernay's chemistry are going to, it's going to continue to get better and better and better. Another fellow rookie wide receiver, Tylen Wallace, his chemistry is going to get better. Veteran Sammy Watkins, him and Lamar's chemistry is going to get better and better and better. 
So with that being said, with that being said, and then also with Rashad potentially coming back, it's almost like he's going to have to build chemistry with Lamar all over again. And then not only that, number two, when Rashad comes back, he's going to he's pretty much going to be out for 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 almost two. Well, well, not almost two full months, but he's going to be pretty much out for almost a month. And when he comes back, he's going to have to pretty much play his way back into game shape. So you're going to lose that chemistry. You're going to lose that constant repetition. And you're going to lose that potential trust, that full-on, that full-on eye-to-eye, that that full-on eye-to-eye, you know, quarterback, wide receiver route chemistry trust that, you would have had with Lamar from the beginning of the preseason all the way to the time the regular season started. You're going to lose that. And not only that, you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to play your way back into game shape. And that's the, and that's the issue that I have with, with Rashad Bateman getting hurt. And also I want to read you guys a couple of quotes from an article that taught that pertain to Rashad Bateman's injury. This is a quote from John Harbaugh. This article came from Pro Football Network. I want to read this quote to you guys from John Harbaugh. Quote, Bateman is actually getting surgery tomorrow, meaning this meaning this 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 coming Friday tomorrow or Saturday, which is this coming game day for the Ravens on his groin. He'll be back from that he'll be back from that sometime in September. Also, I want to read you guys a quote or a couple of quotes from a from Dr. Charles Metzger of Baptist Health Boca Raton Regional Hospital Hospital. Here are his quotes. I there are a range of groin injuries which impacts the length of expected recovery time. Having said that, surgeries are done in cases of significant injury typically. Here's a very, very important quote with this. Here's a very, very important quote. Metzger estimated a recovery period between four to eight weeks, depending on what repairs were needed during surgery. This is very, very important. Listen to this, you guys. As a wide receiver, he has a high risk of it being chronic if not allowed to fully heal. Meaning, if if Rashad does not allow his groin injury to fully his groin injury to fully heal, this could get chronic for him, and this could be major for him down the line, almost like Todd Gurley's chronic knee injury as a running back. Quote, I would imagine that this is why they did the surgery to move up the timeline if they feel four week if they feel four weeks, that sounds optimistic. Bottom line at the end of the day, Rashad Bateman is very, very important to this Ravens offense. He is very, very important. He is the future of this offense at the receiver position along with Hollywood Brown. But at the end of the day, like I said before, the two things that are that are concerning as it pertains to this injury is the fact that, number one, Rashad is going to miss a lot of the time. He's going to miss a lot of the practice time where he could have continued to build chemistry and build trust with Lamar. And number two, when he comes back, he is going to have to play his way back into game shape. Those are my only two things as it pertains to Rashad Bateman's injury that is concerning to me. 
Now, let's move on to Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, I'm not really so much concerned about Jimmy Smith, and here's why. Jimmy Smith, as we all know, has a history of being injured. That's, 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 that ain't a shocker to all, to any of us. But the Ravens have the ability to make up for it. Why? Because they have Marlon Humphrey. They have Marcus Peters. But they also have the depth to make up for it by having a Tavon Young, by having a Brandon Stevens out of SMU, by having a Sean Wade out of, out of Ohio State, by having an I-Man Marshall, by having a Terrell Bonds, a Khalil Dorsey. Jimmy Smith's injury is not that big of a loss because of the depth that the Ravens have at the cornerback position. So those are my thoughts on Rashad Bateman and Jimmy Smith. They're, these injuries for both of these guys are concerning, but I but I but I feel like it's it's a little bit more concerning for Rashad than it is Jimmy. Next up, I want to talk about Michael Thomas very very quickly. As we all know, as we all heard in the news, Michael Thomas and the Saints have had underlining issues, but here's why Michael Thomas will not be a Baltimore Raven. As we all know, the Ravens' biggest biggest move as far as going to get a wide receiver was when the Ravens traded for Anquan Bolden in 2009. Outside of that, the, the, the only other big-time move that the Ravens tried to pull off was when they went and got DeAndre Hopkins, or, or, or when the Ravens tried to attempt to go get DeAndre Hopkins last offseason, but it just did not work, Okay. Here's why Michael Thomas was never probably going, was never going to be a Baltimore Raven to begin with. And this is the same thing that I'm going to say. This is the same thing that I said about Julio Jones. Michael Thomas being a Baltimore Raven would be too big of a move for the Ravens to make. The same thing with Julio. The Ravens would have had to give up pretty much a lot to get Julio, which is the same thing that they would have had to do to get Michael Thomas. Now, I know what a lot of you fellow Ravens fans are out there out there probably thinking. Jared, the Ravens went out and they got Anquan Bolden. So if the Ravens can go out and get Anquan Bolden, why couldn't why can't they go get Michael Thomas? Again, when you go out and you get a DeAndre Hopkins or you try to trade for a Michael Thomas, you gotta give up a lot to get these guys. And that's what a lot of you Ravens fans out there need to understand. When the Ravens went and got Anquan Bolden, they had to give they only gave up a third round pick, and I think it was a first or second round pick the following year to go get Anquan Bolden. That's not a lot. That that is that is not a lot for a guy. That is not a guy. That that is not a lot for Anquan Bolden. For a guy like for and then not only that, here's another reason why it wasn't a lot for Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden was not even he wasn't even the number one wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals when he got when he when he when he eventually got traded. Larry Fitzgerald was. Anquan was a number two. Michael Thomas, he's a number one wide receiver. Julio Jones is a number one wide receiver. There's a big difference. Now, Anquan Bolden was still that dude, but he wasn't the guy in Arizona like DeAndre Hopkins was with Houston, like a Michael Thomas is in New Orleans. So, Ravens fans, you got to be realistic and you got to understand and think about what the Ravens would have had to give would have had to give up to get a DeAndre Hopkins or to get a Michael Thomas. Just something to think about, man. Just, just realistically, it's something to think about. Did the, did, did Eric DeCosta try to pull it off? Yes. Am I? Are we disappointed by it? Yes. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. 
It is what it is, and we all just gotta live with it. At, we all just gotta live with it at the end of the day. And also, not only that, the Ravens, I'm pretty sure, are perfectly fine at the receiver position, and I'm pretty sure they love the receivers that they have. So that's my thought on that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you guys why the preseason coming up for the Ravens will be important for these four Ravens. It's going to be very, very important for these four guys. And also why I believe Deshaun Elliott is going to have, is going to have a very, very good season coming up with, with, with this being the last year of his rookie contract. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned to you guys before, as we all know, the Baltimore Ravens have their first preseason game this coming Saturday against the New Orleans Saints. And before I went to break, I said to you guys that I have four Baltimore Ravens that I believe should and probably will have a very, very good preseason. First, the first Baltimore Raven one, the first Baltimore Raven I want to talk about is rookie wide receiver Tylen Wallace out of the University of Oklahoma State. I love, I really, really liked Tylen Wallace coming out of Oklahoma State University. He was my second favorite favorite receiver in college football next to Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle. The reason why I liked Tylen Wallace is because watching him, he reminded me he he reminded me of a mixture of Steve Smith with his ability to, to just to just go up and get the football and John Brown with his, with whenever he had the football in his hands he had the ability to just break away from defensive backs and i believe with Rashad Bateman being out now i believe now Tylen Wallace he'll he'll kind of get bumped up on the depth chart a little bit and he'll be able to come into games whether it be with Lamar Jackson you know late, you know second quarter or middle of the second quarter or late first quarter or even let's say Lamar plays plays the third quarter and Tylen Wallace is out there he gets to he Tylen will be able to continue to build chemistry and things of that nature and I believe Tylen Wallace has to show out in the preseason he has to show out and he has to play well and I believe he will play well, and I believe he will show why the Baltimore Ravens drafted him where they drafted him. And like I said before, in my opinion, Tylen Wallace, again, was one of my favorite receivers in the draft. I love this guy. I was hoping and praying that the Ravens drafted him, and when we drafted him, I was so happy. I was so happy when we drafted him. But like I said before, Tylen Wallace is is the first Raven that I believe who has who has to have a very very good pre well not a very very good preseason but he just needs to come out and show that he is capable of picking up the slack for one of his fellow receivers if if another fellow receiver were to go down and get hurt down the line. Next up, next up, I want to talk about Jalen Ferguson. Jalen Ferguson is my second Baltimore Raven who I believe needs to have a very, very good preseason. Jalen Ferguson is coming up on the last year of his rookie contract. In my opinion, Jalen Ferguson needs to ball his ass off in the preseason. I know, I know, I know, I know. We have Justin Houston. We have Derek Wolf. We have we we have we have Odafe Owe. 
We have Calais Campbell. We have Pernell McPhee. But Jalen Ferguson, I believe he needs to show up. He needs to show up and he needs to show out. He, he needs to have a breakout preseason. He has to play well. And, then, and not only that, Jalen Ferguson is playing on a defense where, his, where the, the guys that he's playing with are going to make his job a hell of a lot easier. Like I said before, Calais Campbell, Justin Houston, Derek Wolf, Odafe Owe, who's a rookie coming into the league, who's very, very talented. These guys are going to make Jalen Ferguson's job better. I like I like how over the past couple of years Jalen Ferguson has gotten better and better and better and better. But this is the year where Jalen Ferguson needs to show up and he needs to show out. And this is the preseason where I believe he will do that. So that's my second Baltimore Raven that I that I believe needs to have a uh, needs to have a very good preseason, or not so much a very very good preseason, but he needs to show that when the Ravens call on him to to help to help go get the quarterback with the Justin Houston on on Odafe Owe, he'll be able to step up and he'll be able to come through when the Ravens need him need him to on the defensive side of the football. Next up, Ben Cleveland. As we all know, the Baltimore Ravens drafted Ben Cleveland out of the out of out of the University of Georgia, and we all know Ben Cleveland is fighting for that that left guard that left guard position with Ben Bredesen and Ben Powers. I can't wait to see Ben Cleveland just absolutely road grade people and just throw defensive linemen out of the way. This man is huge. When I tell you this guy is huge, he is absolutely humongous. Okay, I've seen this dude in person. Dude is dude. I'm not joking. Dude looks like a mountain. Okay, I cannot wait to see Ben Cleveland. Now I'm not gonna sit up here and say Ben Cleveland needs to have an awesome preseason, but I believe Ben Cleveland, Ben Bredesen, and Ben Powers are all going to be fighting for that left guard position, and I believe Ben Cleveland is going to have the 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 opportunity to show that he is ready to come in immediately. And take over at that left guard position on the offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. So I can't wait to see Ben Cleveland. And last but certainly not least, rookie defensive end out of Penn State, pass rusher Odafe Owe. Odafe Owe is a freak, okay? This dude is a physical freak. And I'm going to say the same thing about him that I said about Jalen Ferguson. Odafe Owe is playing on a defense where he's playing with Justin Houston. He's playing with Derek Wolf. He's playing with Pernell McPhee. He's playing with Calais Campbell. He's playing with Brandon Williams. He's going to play with guys that are going to make his job so much more easier on that defensive line to where he's not going to have to carry the load by himself. Just come in, and if Justin Houston takes on that double team, you have a chance, you have a chance one-on-one to go get the quarterback. If Brandon Williams is taking a triple team, you have a chance to go get the quarterback. If Calais Campbell taking on a double team, Odafe take advantage of that one-on-one situation. But what I'm looking forward, to, what I'm looking forward to with Odafe, is when Odafe is in there with the second team unit, when he's in there with the third team unit. How is he going to fare with guy with with guys like Jalen Ferguson on the opposite end of him? 
How's he going to fare with Brandon Williams not being not being on the field? With Justin Malabuki being in there, with Justin Ellis being in there, how is how is Odafe Owe going to be able to to perform when when a full stacked Ravens defensive line is not on the football field? I can't wait to see that. I really really can't wait to see wait wait to see that. But those are my four Baltimore Ravens that I believe will will have a very, very good preseason and who I cannot wait to see step up. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Deshaun Elliott. As we all know, the Baltimore Ravens drafted Deshaun Elliott back in 2018, and this is the last year of his rookie contract, believe it or not. As we all know, we all know how Deshaun Elliott ended up in in the starting role. We don't need to go back and revisit that. We all know how he got there. Earl Thomas was cut. The Ravens believed in Deshaun Elliott, Elliott enough after two ACL tears. And now Deshaun Elliott is starting for the Baltimore Ravens. This will be his second full season starting for the Ravens. And I believe Deshaun Elliott will have a very, very good season this year. I believe he will. I, I saw Deshaun Elliott in one of the biggest games of his career at the University of Texas. And watching him, wherever the football was, that's where he was. And watching him, it was almost like, like I said before, wherever the ball was, he was. And then the following week against against Baylor, Deshaun Elliott, within the first three minutes of that game, gets a pick six for a touchdown. So Deshaun Elliott has the ability to be a playmaking machine on this Ravens defense. And I want to read a quote from you guys, or a quote for you guys from Deshaun Elliott after practice. And this 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 truly leads me to believe that that Deshaun Elliott will have a very, very good season moving forward. I want to read this quote to you guys. Quote, well, first off, I hope Earl Thomas is doing well. God bless him. But second, I just feel like last year when I came into the role, it was more of a mindset. Excuse my, it was more of a mindset. Excuse my language. It was like, don't bleep this up. And that, and that was my job. So I'm not competing for a spot on this team. I'm competing in, I'm competing to be the best safety in the league. Now, I just feel like being on this defense and having a year under my belt, I feel like I really didn't get I, I feel like I really didn't grasp the speed of the game on the defense until like the until like the playoffs. So I feel like coming out here, even in OTAs, I was moving faster. I can break on things quicker. I see it. I see it. The game has slowed down for me now. So it's time for me to go out here and do what I do. That right there lets me know. That right there lets me know that Deshaun Elliott is very very comfortable and he is very very. He, he 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 he's very very comfortable in his second year being in this Ravens defense where he where from what I can take from that last year he felt like he felt like he was either a little bit out of place or he felt like he had to do more than what he was capable of doing now he doesn't have to do that anymore and that's why I believe when you're able when you're comfortable whether it be whatever in whatever whatever job you have whatever job you have Whatever position that you have at your job, whatever thing that you're doing in life, once you get comfortable with something and you get used to doing it, 
it starts to become a breeze for you. And that's what I believe Deshaun, that's where I believe Deshaun Elliott is at. He is at a point now where he's, he's, he's been a part of this defense now for two years. He's in a system that he knows and that he's familiar with. And now coming into his second year, he does not feel like he has, he has to do a whole hell of a lot. And that's where he's going to, I believe he's going to come in. He's going to be relaxed. And I believe Deshaun Elliott is going to play the best football of his career, which could lead to a very, very semi big take, big payday for the Baltimore Ravens moving forward if he plays to the level of his capabilities that I believe he is going to play. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be it's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. As we all know, earlier on in the show, I gave you guys my four most important Baltimore Ravens for the 2021 preseason. And I gave you guys reasons as to why I believe these four Ravens need to step up and play well in the preseason. So I give you guys this question, my fellow Ravens fans. Which which Baltimore Raven or group of Baltimore Ravens are you guys not only looking forward to see play in the preseason, but also which group of Baltimore Ravens or which Ravens player individually do you guys believe needs to have a very, very important preseason in order to help the Ravens out moving forward going into the regular season? That's my question to you guys. That That's my question. That's my question to you fellow Ravens fans out there. Which Ravens player or group of Ravens do you guys believe either needs to have a good preseason or is very or has to have a very, very important and crucial preseason for the Ravens moving forward heading into the regular season? But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast, Baltimore Ravens edition. Thank you for tuning in, you guys. I really, really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to all my fellow Ravens fans out there. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I cannot wait for the preseason. I can't wait for football for football season to start, period, in general. But for all my fellow Ravens fans out there, I am so excited, as I know you are, and I cannot wait. Before I go, I rarely do this. I rarely, rarely do this. I really don't care to do it, but it's what I have to do. So I'm going to do it anyway. If you want to follow me on Facebook, even though I re- I'm not on Facebook like that, but if you want to follow me on Facebook, my name is Jared Dawkins, J-A-R-E-D Dawkins, D-A-W-K-I-N-S. You can follow me on Facebook or you can follow me on Instagram at Quiet Soul 24 Q, lowercase Q-U-I-E-T. Lowercase S O U L 24. Again, my Instagram name, Quiet Soul 24, and my Facebook name, Jared Dawkins. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, my fellow Ravens fans. I love y'all. I'm out. Continue to be smart and be safe. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. All right? I'm out. Peace. Go, Ravens.